This is episode 1B of Free as in Freedom for Tuesday, October 25th, 2011. Hi, I'm Karen Sandler. And I'm Bradley Kuhn. This is Free as in Freedom. So we will warn people right now that we have two abbreviated shows, this show and the next show. We uh, simply don't have time to do more. I mean, it's that's, very sad, but we're, we're really, really, really busy. Yeah, I, I, that's, I mean, that's the real issue, that we're both trying to run uh, important organizations and free software. And, and I have a strong commitment to making sure we get something out every two weeks. And that's why I want to make sure, even though we basically don't have time to be doing this right now, uh, neither of us do, but it's important that we get something out there, even if it's abbreviated and a quick uh, overview of what we're up to. On the upside, some of our listeners have asked us to keep it shorter. Some want us to make it longer, but some do want us to have shorter episodes, so this this is for them. Well, yeah, that's and that's and I always targeted forty five minutes. Uh, we sometimes drift to an hour. I think these two hour oddcasts, and this is actually not, and I'll say podcast too because it's podcasts as well. Uh, and this thing where a podcast gets a certain amount of fan base and then it slowly drifts to the two hour time mark. And this is, this is a Linux outlaws phenomenon, but it's not contained even to the free software world. Uh, if you take a look at some of the poker podcasts that I listen to, which are truly podcasts because they don't even know what AUG is, they've all gone to two hours. They, they, they slowly over time drifted until they hit the two hour mark and then they become two hour shows and then their fan base doesn't grow anyway because nobody wants to listen to two hours of people they don't know yet. Right. It's only people who are in feel like they're part of the, they're already part of it. That's correct. And so I think that there's a, a good example of how we can uh, limit our uh, amount. <laughs> also, we're a little less amusing than some of the other uh, podcast and oddcast personalities. You hear some of these <laughs> poker people, they're not so amusing. I mean, it's, it's mainly they're kind of news and information shows, but still, it's, they'll have like three guests on, and it'll take two hours. Oh, it's like, why don't okay. you just dole that out? Well, we're, we're in it for the long haul, so sometimes... I think that's correct. And so, and so one of the reasons, uh, that, uh, I wasn't able to spend a lot of time on this particular episode and, and, and covering a more in-depth topic is because I, I just finished, as the listeners hear this, speaking at the Summer of Code uh, Mentor Summit. Uh, hosted by Google. Uh, Google does this annual program, which I think some, most of our listeners may be aware of, but if you aren't, and particularly if you're a student, you should know about it. Each year, uh, Google does what's effectively the largest philanthropic in the free software world. And I often call it that. The Google people get all excited, and then the people who don't like what Google say all kinds of insults to me that I'm just promoting Google. But the fact is, it is philanthropy, and we should take advantage of it. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing program. I mean, I think, I think Google does it for a bunch of reasons, including philanthropy. Um, and I think it's yeah, a, well, it is a philanthropic program, and like all philanthropic programs, they a, get something out yeah, of it, which yeah. is why. Right. Well, I don't want to pretend that they don't, you know, and I, I think it, it works out well for everyone for that reason. Um, so, did you want to talk about the Mentor Summit? Oh, well, I'll talk about generally the program. Each year, and you'll see this in the, in the uh, late winter, early spring of next year, around the February-March time frame, if you're a student, look for the posting about uh, students to apply. If you're a free software project, look for the posting uh, probably a few weeks before that, uh, encouraging organizations to apply to become mentoring organizations to get students to contribute. Uh, you basically volunteer your time as a mentor, uh, or your organization does, uh, volunteer 
volunteers its time uh, mentoring students to contribute to the free software projects, and Google uh, pays the students. It also awards the mentoring organization $500 per mentored project. Uh, and then also invites two of the mentors to the annual mentor summit. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going. I had to get special permission uh, because I'm not a mentor. <laughs> I'm not a mentor this year. I have mentored in the past uh, in the Summer of Code program, but I did not do so this year. Uh, nor was I an official org admin. Uh, but Conservancy, as I like to say, we're a meta org uh, in the Summer of Code space because by org they meet each individual project in their sort of terminology. And Conservancy is the organization of about three percent of the projects in Summer of Code mm-hmm. uh, this year. I, I, we've been as many as 8% in the past. This year I had trouble getting all the conservancy projects to apply, so there was fewer uh, than there had been in the past. And also the program's expanded uh, as larger now, so there's fewer conservancy projects in it. Uh, but there's still a large number. I think about seven conservancy projects are uh, did the Summer of Code this year. Uh, so I'm going, pr- uh, first of all, to see those uh, folks. Uh, and second, I gave a talk, uh, and this is now in the past, uh, <laughs> I gave a talk about uh, what uh, fiscal sponsoring organizations are available. So I didn't just cover Conservancy. I talked about Apache and SPI and even Eclipse and basically anybody <laughs> who, and, and who does that kind of stuff uh, for projects because most projects don't want to start their own nonprofit. Right, right. Um, so I'm glad that you brought up Summer of Code, actually, because this dovetails with something that's going on for um, within GNOME, which is that uh, the end of this month is the deadline for applications on... Um, on the women's outreach program at Gnome. And what the women's outreach program does is it kind of was inspired by the Google Summer of Code. The women's outreach program specifically targets women to get more involved in software. And it addresses a lot of the things that people often say are barriers for women to to enter into free and open source software communities. And it basically... Um, provide solutions for each one of those problems. So, for example, um, with the women's outreach program, there's there are pre-application steps that need to be taken. So there are mentors identified, and uh, students or, or future interns can um, can get matched up with interns and figure out what how you know what preliminary ways to get involved before they even write their application, um, which are the kinds of things that sometimes prevent. Um, excluded people from, or typically excluded people from, from joining, that it just seems so intimidating and there's no easy way to start. Um, the Google Summer of Code, um, you guys should know if, if anyone here is thinking about applying that the, um, the announcement for applications is actually fairly close to the, um, to the application deadline itself. So it doesn't give people who aren't already involved a lot of time to, to get going and establish their application. And the Women's Outreach Program basically requires that in order to even make an application, you have to have made some kind of contribution to GNOME. It doesn't have to be huge, but it has to be something. And there are a lot of people who are identified as mem- mentors who can help you make that first um, contribution. So it's it's a really awesome program. And what I love about it is that is that it 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 actually has gotten women to apply to Summer of Code through GNOME, but also these women wind up staying as an active part of our community. Um, part of our requirements for uh, women's outreach program are that uh, students actually uh, regularly post on their blogs about what they're working on through the um, the program uh, duration and um, and so it's great being on the you know planet gnome and seeing all of these posts by uh, women who are starting out in free and open source software and what kinds of um, you know problems that they've overcome and it's really cool because I think that that means that anyone who is looking to start this kind of thing sees those there's like a public record and there's something that people can see I would be remiss by the way if I didn't um, mention Marina's good work and Stormy they both um, together with um, a lot of other people at Gnome set up this program it's so cool I'm just like every time that um, I start talking about it I get 
extremely excited. Um, and um, what's also neat about Women's Outreach Program, and I'm sorry to run on about this, is that, um, and, and Bradley's indicating that I should talk slower because I get excited about this program, and so I just go on. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it's 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 pretty great. The the deadline's coming up. I took myself off track. You're not. Well, my theory, my theory was well because you. I wanted you to finish talking about the program, although albeit more slowly. Because <laughs> I, I realized because we're uh, we don't have a lot of time to do this. Uh, we're both uh, talking faster, uh, thinking that somehow we'll record it faster, <laughs> and, which in fact is true in that sense. But I think it'll be less enjoyable. Uh, I, I definitely will start mentioning uh, that program uh, in my talks. I haven't as much, uh, but I'm actually going to be speaking again at a university, which I haven't done in a while. The, the New Jersey Institute of Technology invited me to come g- uh, give a talk to students there. So I'll mention, and I, my, actually I'm pr- preparing a new talk for it, uh, specifically uh, this idea I had. I, I gave sort of an abbreviated version of this last time I visited a university, which was a couple of years ago, basically explaining to students how to get involved with free software. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly I was going to talk about the Summer of Code program as, as one way for students to do that, but it sounds like this program as well, as well as uh, we should mention the, the season of KDE, which is an additional Mm-hmm. Student program that is not uh, funded through any particular. And they have a tremendous of- number of people participating in that program. It's really cool. Oh, one thing about the um, just to to, to to jump in again. I think this is true of the KDE program as well. But the GNOME program actually um, includes non uh, a non coding component. So Google Summer of Code is about code. But the women's outreach program is actually um, you can you can contribute to to documentation, um, you can do marketing, you can do design, which are all incredibly important to GNOME um, and aren't necessarily covered by Summer of Code. And, and I think Season of KDE uh, has those types of projects. KDE, and I, I should add that, that I'm pretty sure Summer of Code allowed documentation projects, just not, oh, really? not design and stuff that you oh, mentioned. Oh, okay. But, I actually didn't realize code that. And docu- I think it has to be relatively technical documentation, but I think it's Oh, okay. That's really like cool. Like API documentation. Yeah, that's but not design, for not, example. Certainly not design. Which is critical to KDE and to GNOME. Correct. And I believe Season of KDE offers that. And mentioning Season of KDE, uh, I wanted to... Happy know, birthday. To KDE. KDE. I wasn't going to mention that, but you can mention that. Uh, Since was, you're the GNOME person, that yeah, makes perfect it sense. Was, it was, uh, <laughs> well, it was KDE's 15th birthday um, on the 14th, and which is pretty astounding. It's which a means time. you guys will have your birthday in six months, right? Because that was always the joke. The KDE started six months uh, before GNOME. Had that six month head start. You don't remember this from way back no, when. No. There was these fights about why KDE was better, and the argument was that KDE had a six month head start, which matters <laughs> less and less the more time that goes on. Yeah, of definitely. But KDE always had the was, always had the six month head start. Of course, in those days, it also had a serious licensing problem because QT was not actually right. free software in those days. Uh, but um, but but now it's just I think a nice time to kind of reflect on on. Uh, the, so, the, so what are you planning for Gnome's 15th, which must be in six months, right? You know, I, 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 hadn't, I hadn't thought about it, but uh, um, I, I think uh, I think we'll probably, you know, we, we recently celebrated Gnome 3, which was, I think, a, a really big deal. So I'm not sure what we'll do for She released Gnome 4 for the 15th. <laughs> That's hilarious. We'll just make an arbitrary 3.x into 4. Just like this what Linux did. Linus just decided, oh, we're going to make... Linux 3.0, and it was just arbitrary, and it broke a bunch of people's mod probe uh, scripts. See, one of the things that I like about GNOME 3 was that it wasn't just an arbitrary rollover to a new number. It was really something completely different and new. That's true, but now you can get away with a few arbitrary. <laughs> we burned it. 
I, I don't know. I, 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 they're all, it's all arbitrary anyway. Um, um, but anyway, uh, there were a bunch of parties that KDE had um, worldwide. And but the thing that I actually wanted to mention was the person, one of the people who coordinates uh, Summer of KDE is uh, Lydia, um, mm-hmm. and she uh, is a contributor to Amarok. And Amarok uh, is uh, just, uh, you'll have a few days left to contribute to its Rocktober annual fundraiser. Uh, that's what they call it. I feel, like I, I feel like when they do that, every year they email Conservancy and say, we want to do our Rocktober fundraiser, which I feel like is some sort of 80s DJ thing. Did, did, the, did the 80s station, the, 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 the rock Isn't station there like some where you grew up call festival, October Rocktober? Like Rocktoberfest? I don't know. But, but when I was a kid in the 80s, the... Um, the Bradley just, I accidentally hit my coffee cup. For the second time. And instead of just warning me that I had done that, he instead caused a much greater noise by dragging it away from me now, on the table. Now there'll be no more noise. It sounded like this. The, now there'll be no, well, there would be no more noise if he would stop. Um, <laughs> so the, uh, the, the, I, did this happen? You grew up in New York area. Um, I grew up in Baltimore area. Um, so 98 Rock, which was a relatively famous station in the Mid-Atlantic region, they would always call October Rocktober uh, when I was a kid. And so every time they talk about the Rocktober fundraiser for Amarok, I think of this 80s DJ saying, it's Rocktober, it's Rocktober, so you should give to Amarok. <laughs> Coming up in the next segment, we'll have Creedence Clearwater Revival or something like that. But you like can listen should, to Creedence Clearwater Revival. We should stop Revival. and go to another Come segment on. arbitrarily because no, they're so fun, fine. no? No, no, oh. that's fine. So next this is one segment... <laughs> so, uh, so that's that's one fundraiser that's going on through Conservancy, and you have uh, a few more days to give because you'll hear this in the end of October. And also, uh, the Mercurial folks are in their fundraising campaign. They want to keep Matt McCall funded another year. He's been funded for an entire year so far, uh, doing Mercurial development through Conservancy, uh, and uh, he's been uh, there's like he's done like six thousand nine hundred change sets in a year, and merged another. Uh, they merged six thousand nine hundred. He's done a couple thousand of his own or something like that I, I have the numbers uh, in the in the in the thing that I'll link to in the show notes the grant proposal uh, but uh, folks should look at that grant proposal and give to Mercurial if you want Matt to keep maintaining Mercurial uh, long term because he's put a lot of work in and, and uh, hopefully we can continue to fund him through Conservancy to do that work so we're fundraising for that right now so you're looking at me like I no, I'm just I'm making to, fundraising pitches. No, like, no, I'm trying to remember. Uh, you making a fundraising point reminded me that I should mention something, and I, I'm trying to keep it in my mind while you finish. Okay, well, do you want to go ahead? I have one more to do. But okay, no, I was just going to say that we at, at Gnome are thinking of, um, are, are trying to decide on the next Friends of Gnome program. Um, and, you know, there are some great ideas that have been suggested. I think one of, one of my favorites so far is to launch a big accessibility campaign. Um, but there have been other campaigns suggested, such as infrastructure. So if any listeners have any ideas for good um, GNOME, Friends of GNOME programs, that would be GNOME Friends of GNOME programs, that would be really awesome. Um, I think they, you know, we're just looking for things that are, um, you know, attainable with, a, a, with that kind of fundraising Move in the past, for example, we were able to hire assisted men because of the the Friends of Gnome push. And you still have a part-time assistant mm-hmm. who's working, who's being funded through that program. Yep. I mean, well, he's and being funded by great. Gnome Foundation, which is being supported yeah. through that program. Yeah. So, uh, but the third thing I want to mention is uh, the PyPy folks, uh, not to be outdone by their Pi 3K proposal, put together another grant proposal for NumPy, which is to do uh, s- uh, support for fast numerical computing and support the uh, NumPy API, uh, which is, I presume, already supported in CPython. They want to support that in PyPy as well. 
and uh, some donations have been rolling in for that. But if folks care about numerical processing in Python, they should donate generously to the PyPy's NumPy campaign. And I'll link to all these in the show notes. If so. you're going to link to that, you should also just link to, um, you should generally support conservancy. And yeah, it's true. I, I, I think it's easier for GNOME. Uh, conservancy, we don't, we have, frank, fact of the matter is we don't get very many donations. There are a few very nice donors who have given money every year for the last few years uh, to conservancy. Uh, but we don't get a lot of individual donations to Conservancy. I wish we got more. Our member projects, of we course, get plenty. We only seem to when we do Friends of Gnome programs. It's not in the same. It's yeah. it's it's not like some other programs that you know. I mean, there are there are supporters that have members, you know, that that annually subscribe and such. But it's not. Not that, not as many as say like the FSF. Yeah, uh, the FSF is is uh, probably the most successful as far as a, a membership campaign. Although it uh, it can use members as well. Trust me, I, I I'm on the board of directors of FSF, so I've seen the membership numbers, and we the FSF needs members, so you should join FSF if you support it. I, I sort of understand why I wish more people would give uh, directly to Conservancy because then we would get. Uh, more money and be able to hire more staff and the podcast would be longer because I'd have more free time to do podcasts. I, 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 I doubt it. Well, I mean, if, if, if Conservancy raised enough to hire somebody else, that would... Oh, oh, oh I, see. I mean, that's my theory. Uh, I mean, it, we, got, we so have a long way to go. So you would do them, you would do them by go. yourself. Um, what's that? He's <laughs> just joking. I said, so you would do them by yourself. Oh, because then you... Would, <laughs> so, yeah, so people have to give enough to... to so... so I, Let's launch a fundraising campaign right now. We need our listeners to give enough to both Gnome and Conservancy so that each can hire another person. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of money we that's have to raise. That's a lot raise. of money. I don't, I don't think we're going to get there, but I have hope. Well, I hope, I hope our listeners will give to our respective organizations, <laughs> if for no other reason, to make our jobs a little bit easier. Because as, exec, as executive directors, fundraising is a major task on our list. I feel so. like this is, we, should, we should stop talking about fundraising after this episode for a couple of episodes. No. It is should, on our minds, is, though. It's what we worry about all like, the time. And it's like NPR. You know? this, is, this is our little NPR moment of... of <laughs> These shows are brought to you by... <laughs> if you by like Apple. talk about free and open source software, if you like to hear about current issues, about deep legal analyses... About if you like me point. to correct Karen and say she should say open source and free software and or software freedom, if you enjoy that witty banter... Why is open, should, free, open and free better than free and open? Um, because I think the free, the free is... I don't know. Pointless. Okay. See, if you want to hear these pointless arguments between me and Karen, you have to support our organizations so that we can have the spare time to do this uh, in the middle of a, of, a, of a day when we should be answering our respective organizations' emails. Okay. So, so. you're going to the Mentor Summit, and then you're going, you're going somewhere else, aren't you? I'm too, well, yes. I've already been at the Mentor Summit. I was already there. No, but I'm... Wait. We're in the future. Okay. Again. And I haven't future. yet been to... I haven't yet been to UDS, which I'm going to. Right. The, well, I'm the going immediately. Summit. I'm taking. It's the longest flight I've ever taken in my life. I'm actually on it right now. As you hear this, if you're listening to it the day we release, um, oh who, shoot, who's going to do the release while I'm on a plane? In fact, uh, you get this when I get off the plane because I think I'll have to do the release when I get off the plane. But Monday to Tuesday, I'm flying uh, from San Francisco to Prague. Um, layover in Paris. It's the, okay. the, 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 the San Francisco to Paris leg is the longest flight leg I've ever flown, in, I've ever been on in my life. Okay. So it's pretty scary. But, um, no, it's not scary. It's nine hours. I've never been on a plane for nine hours. I've done it's more. Nine hours and ten minutes. I know, because you've been to Brazil, so you went like 12 well, hours. Well, Brazil, I think it's like 12 hours. I was actually hours. thinking of Australia. That's why I don't. If, if people want to know Kong, why. I went from Hong Kong. 
And, and also Dallas to Tokyo is pretty long. But if people want to know why I've never been to that conference in Brazil, the, the Faisal, I guess it is, the mm-hmm. famous free software conference in Brazil, I've never been there because I'm afraid to fly for more than like eight hours at once. So Western Europe's the best I can do. So we'll see if this trip uh, makes it better. But uh, anyways, because I'm going to LinuxCon Europe, so I will be at LinuxCon Europe uh, the last few days of uh, October. Uh, Which is, oh, oh, I see. And that's when I'll be at UDS. Yes. Oh, you're, so, no, I thought UDS was the following week, the first week in November. UDS starts on the 31st. And why are you going to UDS? They use Unity. They don't use GNOME. Well, because they build on GNOME. And also, they're, they're, they are including GNOME 3 as well as Unity. I mean, you, Unity are, is the default, but then they're... Are you going to convince them to give up Unity? We'll see. Okay, is that what you're going to try? I'll try my best. Is that what you're going to try to do? Uh, you know, it's, I think it's going to be a good conference. There are a lot of people going that I want to talk to, and, you know, I, I, think, there, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff going on, actually. So, we'll see. That's the state on message. Very good. That's, Thank they you. build on Gnome. Thank yeah, you. They do. That's the Gnome They response. do, and actually, in our uh, 3.2 release, we have a quote from Canonical in there. Um, so, I, I think that's great. So, so, uh, so you'll be promoting GNOME at UDS uh, the following week. I'll be at LinuxCon Europe uh, the week before. There, well, we guess we overlap there. Uh, I'll be speaking about. I, they give me. They, it's funny. Uh, uh, Craig of the Linux Foundation wrote to me. I, I submit. I, I do this a lot. When I submit to a conference, I usually submit whatever my current palette of talks that I'm giving are. And I submitted three talks to LinuxCon Europe. And then they had the, that break in, the, the, somebody, a cracker broke into their systems. Uh, I don't know if you know this. It was they I broke do, into yeah. kernel.org and then they broke into Linux Foundation using yeah. credentials they got from kernel.org, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So they were down for a while. And then when they came back up and started getting things together for LinuxCon Europe, Craig uh, of Linux Foundation emailed me and said, um, so would it be okay if you only gave two of your three talks? Because we're having trouble fitting you in this. <laughs> and I said, Craig, I submitted three talks so you could pick one. I mean, the fact that you're well, picking two is very nice, but I didn't expect totally to convinced me now when I when I submit talks to um, conferences, I often submit two, or two as well, or three. So I've never submitted three, actually. I've thought about it. But yeah, I usually have two. three talks that are sort of current. And, and I do this because the organizers can pick which talk they feel fits the most uh, to, to the conference. That's my goal, is basically, here's what I can speak on right now, and I'm speaking on all these topics regularly, so if one of these topics is more interesting to you than the other, then select that one. That's the way. Uh, that's why I started doing that, uh, because basically it made more sense to let the organizers pick what they felt was most appropriate or interesting for their attendees. That was my theory. You look at me. You, you don't think so. You think this is a crazy theory. No, I, I, I think that's fine. Okay. I... I have nothing to add. Okay. So that's what we're... So we've covered all our travel. What are you doing besides UDS? Are you going somewhere else? Well, to? no. Well, I just came back from the... Well, so I actually just came back, which will be, I guess, really old news by the time this gets published, but from the Montreal Summit, which used to be... Um, which was the annual Boston Summit, and we held it in Montreal, which was really fun. Um, it, it, was, it was such a high-quality gathering, like, I don't know if it's called a conference, more, more, it's more like a hack fest. Mm-hmm. And just the, I think because the three two release had just been done, a lot of the discussions were really high level. There was a lot of discussion about, you know, what to focus on for three three and three four, and, um, you know, how, how that all fits in. And then there were a lot of discussions about overall GNOME strategy and just really cool stuff. Um, so I, w- I was really happy about that. Um, so that happened. So that's on my mind because that was recent. And, uh, and then after UDS, um, it looks like I'm going to um, Latvia for the LATA LATA conference, um, Open Technology. Um, so that should be pretty fun. I just confirmed it today. Is that uh, Michael Dexter organizing that? It is. 
Well, no, he's not organizing the conference, but he, he put me in touch with them. And I'm really excited because the conference is the day before Latvian Independence Day, which is really cool. Freedom and freedom. Okay. So that's a lot of travel. So uh, that's the reason for this show and the one that follows it being a little bit short. Uh, um, also, I'm aware, and you'll hear it in this show, and you'll probably hear it in, well, you'll certainly hear it in the next show and, and maybe even the show after that, that there's a certain audio quality issue. There's an echo uh, that's occurring in the room that we're recording in. And we really haven't been able to find another place to record that works. Um, as those of us who used to listen to the old show we used to host, we used to record in an office uh, at SFLC, which we can't do anymore. Well, oh, we can go back to recording. I actually think my apartment sounded pretty good. Well, that's we can do that. Uh, but uh, if, It has its if, own when it's, avail- when it's available, of course. <laughs> um, but uh, it's not always available. So uh, you have other people living in your apartment, for example. Yes, but uh, uh, usually it is available. But you, often you you don't ha- you you prefer not to come there. Oh, well, I didn't have time today. You right. about t- the recording for these two episodes. Yes, I was not able to. And I think the last the one too. Was that true? I think so. That, no, I don't think. Yeah. I can't. Anyway, this is all boring. Boring. But the la- oh, but the last one I didn't know about the echo issue. So I, I, I oh, have to be oh, I see. It was I the see. it was the last episode that we recorded here that I noticed had the echo. And then we got stuck. So I hadn't actually noticed the echo until you just mentioned it, and now I hear it, and I want to make like noises that one makes when one is in a cave. Okay. Well, it's, I don't understand why. Well, it's because they make the walls out of it. This is that co-working facility that I've talked about on Identica. And, oh, and one final thing with regard to our other show, um, I wanted to mention. One, we ah, didn't get tons yes. of comments uh, from the Steve. I expect, actually expect a lot more comments from the Steve Jobs thing. Uh, we could get a few, a few emails. We've exchanged email with a few folks. I like the emails it. that said I was right. Um, well, I think everybody basically said that they were comfortable with. Uh, well, they were saying you were, a few people said you were right about the about what Apple had done. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, making uh, making users like computers or something like that. Um, but uh, I most ever no one said that we uh, we went too far or anything, and no one sort of lambasted us. Uh, it was interesting uh, that uh, the final comment I saw on the RMS uh, commenting thing that we added that segment about was uh, Richard Fontana had a thread on Identica with a few people where he was talking about that uh, that, that a lot of the stories that quoted it said it as if. Uh, Richard had himself said the statement that he said, which is, mm-hmm. um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not glad he's dead, but I'm glad that he's gone, which is what the, but that was actually, he, he quoted, I mean, yes, he was saying that, but he was saying it in terms of quoting, uh, what, uh, this fellow Washington had said about, uh, Richard Daly when, uh, or one of the Daly's, uh, when, when one of the corrupt, uh, mayors of Chicago died. Yeah, I don't know that that really changes the analysis or anything. It's a more color, but I just but 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 to I, choose that statement is a bit weird. Right. Well, he chose that because that's how he felt the same way that the Washington did it. And Richard Richard was sort of uh, Richard Fontana now was sort of pointing out that 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 what why didn't people also say that should never have been said about Daly as well. Especially for people in the U.S. who know who would know who Daly is, and and Fontana in his very Fontana way sort of came to the conclusion that people in the U.S. don't know enough pre-Clinton uh, history, U.S. history, um, which I don't know if I'll, I think that's probably true. I guess that's true. Do you know there 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 are people who are graduated from college who were born during the Clinton administration? Yes, it's pretty weird, isn't it? No. Yeah, it's weird. I'm see. I'm shocked that we have this is the position that we're both taking on this because for me, it's of course people age. We're getting older. There are people in college. I mean, that's how it works. 
Yeah, that's true. You're yeah. the person who thinks of people's birthdays by the year that they were born. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, I mean... Yeah, but there's, the point is that we're just so old. That's well, you're point. old. You're only two years younger than me, right? Well, I'm not old. Well, you'll, well, then you'll be old in two years then if I'm... Right? No. You're old. No, you're no, old. no, no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so at all. Actually, I was having a really... I had a fun chat with, uh, with someone who is uh, 20 or 21 at the Montreal Summit um, where... I was talking about the time I was a corporate lawyer and, you know, saying about some of the experiences that I had and the things that I learned. And he looked at me, you know, I saw him looking at me and I looked at him and I was like, oh, you know, this is one of the really cool things about getting older is that you have different parts of your life and you amass all of these experiences. And so long as, you know, you stay flexible in your thought. And this is hilarious because we're in a field where being, you know, our age is considered older, <laughs> which is not true in, in other in other fields. But I said, as long as, you know, you keep the right mindset, you know, you're, you're not really losing very much, but instead you're, you're gaining all of this rich experience. And he got all excited. <laughs> it was fun. And I think we'll end the show on that. And uh, the next one will be a little short as well. And so people should be prepared for that. Uh, and, uh, and then hopefully we'll be all back from our travels. I have no travel in late November and, and December, so hopefully we can do some longer shows then and cover more in-depth topics. Thanks for listening. One more thing. One more thing. Yeah, that's actually. Right. So, so we, we, Karen and I just finished recording the previous uh, segment you just heard, and then we realized, in fact, we could get lucky with recording some interviews that we're trying to do, or actually, Karen's trying to, to do during her travels. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to bring the mic with me on my travels, which is why I won't. I won't get any recordings. Uh, I don't think. But um, I, I, uh, but I'm going to try. And but Karen's definitely taking a mic with her. So. We're going to try to use that for the next... Uh, yep. And we will move the release date, so we're, we're looking at probably doing a release on November 10th of 2011 in the Common Era. So Thursday, not Tuesday. Right. That's what we're going to target, and we, have to talk, we haven't talked to producer Dan about this. As he edits this, I'm sure he'll hear that, and, and we'll see if it's okay. Um, and uh, hopefully we can do that, and then they won't be so. the next episode will not be so abbreviated like this one with, uh, with no in-depth discussion. Uh, hopefully we'll have a nice in-depth interview by then um, or maybe a talk recording if we get lucky on that or something if, if I can somehow shove this mic into my bag <laughs> which I'm not sure I can do very good okay Freeze and Freedom is produced by Dan Lynch of HalfBakedMedia.com. Thanks to Mike Tarantino for our theme music. Freeze and Freedom is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 United States license. Please send any feedback to Ogcast, O-G-G-C-A-S-T, at F-A-I-F.us and subscribe to the RSS feed on F-A-I-F.us. You're older than you've ever been, and now you're even older, and now you're even older, and now
now you're even older You're older than you've ever been And now you're even older And now you're older